Welcome to our podcast, Walk the Talk on Sustainability. My name is Nick de Ruiter, partner of Sustainalize, and we're live broadcasting from our Utrecht office, which is our head office in the Netherlands. Today, we're going to talk about uh, how to get the most out of your Ecovalis assessment, and we have two very interesting speakers today with us. We have Lena Hulsman, who is our MD of Germany, uh, and we have with us uh, Olivier Benz, who is a consultant at our German office. We tend to call Olivier also Oli, but uh, let's let's stick to his real name, which is which is Olivier, and I will I will do my best to to do so. Um, Thank you for for being here and um, and uh, taking the time to uh, to talk with our listeners on um, on how to basically get the most out of your ECOVAS assessment. Perhaps to to start, Lena, could you maybe take us on board a little bit on what ECOVAS is and what the role of ECOVAS is in uh, in sustainability? Yes, thanks, Nick. Um, yeah, ECOVAS is one of the ESG ratings, I would say, and with a main focus on supply chain management. So it is used as a supplier sustainability assessment. Companies are using it to assess their suppliers, identify main risks in supply chains and manage those risks based on yeah, a standardized process actually and an independent party, which is Ecovadis. And I know that Ecovalis recently is becoming bigger and bigger, so we receive more questions of clients the, uh, who need to fill in the Ecovalis questionnaire. Uh, how do you look at it? Is, is it becoming bigger? Um, is Ecovalis also used for other sources than just sustainable procurement? Or? Yeah, Ecovalis is uh, becoming bigger, um, also because of the topic of sus yeah, sustainable supply chain management becoming bigger. It's now, uh, for example, um, almost part of a German legislation uh, where companies become liable for any uh, ESG risks in their supply chain. Um, so therefore they, they want to know their risks um, and want to know the, perform the sustainability performance of their suppliers. But we, see, we also see that um, it can be used for example for the costs of capital, so for sustainability linked loans they can be used as a reference point for a company's sustainability performance. And we also see that it's moving from uh, only a, a focus on the big uh, listed companies to also more family-owned companies that are request, yeah, get requests from their customers um, to share their sustainability performance scores with them. So it's, it's growing a lot. So we can easily conclude, I think, that it's actually becoming the most dominant rating now in, in sustainable procurement and even becoming dominant in, in sustainable finance then? or I wouldn't say in sustainable finance, but it's one of those uh, ESG ratings, uh, which is not only uh, for listed companies. Um, and also it's becoming bigger in supply chain management as yeah you create a kind of lock-in effect if one company is using uh, Ecovadis and shares the request with all its suppliers, then those requires, uh, suppliers tend to share that also with their suppliers and further. So I think that's uh, that's yeah a big impact um, and a yeah key factor why Ecovadis is becoming bigger. And of course, there are other uh, ESG supply chain ratings, but um, Ecovalis is one of the most prominent ones. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the same feeling. I think uh, we receive quite a fair amount of requests, also from a very broad range of of sectors. <coughs> also, for our listeners, maybe um, Olivia, I think that's that's an interesting question for you. Could you a little bit walk us through how Ecovadis actually works? Um, maybe from both the supplier side and 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 the one uh, procuring, basically. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, in general, as you said, okay, there's companies that have to fill in the Equivaris assessment because their clients request it. And um, yeah, one of the key facts of Equivaris is that you can use that question or your answers or your score um, for multiple different of your clients so that you do not have to fill in a questionnaire for each and every uh, client that requests some information. Um, we see that, that this is the most, most companies are actually using Ecovaris to fill it in for their, um, for their clients. Uh, and that's also where we get yeah, most questions from. But also you can use yeah, Ecovaris to assess your own suppliers. And we see that's, that's usually a step-by-step -step approach. So companies might start with, let's say, the top 100 uh, suppliers, maybe on, on spend or on risk. Um, and they usually start with, okay, just please fill in the, the assessment. Um, we just want you to be, uh, yeah, to fill it in and get a score. But now, and yeah, more often we see that companies are actually requesting a mi minimum, um, yeah, minimum safeguard or minimum point uh, that you have to fulfill. And that's the moment also when when companies start realizing, okay, Ecovad is really big and important, and this is directly linked to to our salespeople. So, and then they, yeah. They drop us a call and say, hey, I have to uh, increase my score by five or ten uh, points. What do I do? And do you see that happening often? That it's that is also based on so procurement decisions and your performance in Ecovalis that is that's linked already? Is it is it this strict already? It becomes yeah, much more linked. I mean, still obviously only yeah, some companies do it, but then also we see companies having really strict uh, yeah, minimum point requirements to be either, you know, a, a preferred supplier or to be even allowed to participate in tenders. Wow. So that's very, yeah, directly links it to the business yeah. case. Yeah, so that's important. So how does it uh, do does it work in practice? So is, let's say I'm a supplier to, to a company uh, who's using Ecovas to manage its supply chain. How does it work? Do I receive a questionnaire or how does it actually work? Yeah, so basically you it's an online uh, tool where you get a questionnaire uh, around four different topics. Uh, they're called environment, labor and human rights, ethics and sustainable procurement. And depending on the size of your company and the, the sector that you're in, um, these topics have a bit of a different weight and you get uh, some specific questions more for your sector. But in general, Equivar is, is there to cover as many industries as possible. So the questions are still quite general. And then within these four topics, um, there are three categories that Equivalis looks at. One is, is policy. So do you really write down what you want and what you expect? Do you cover these, uh, these topics? Then the action part. So what are you implementing in your, on your sites um, in different countries possibly? And then the results part is really what are you reporting? Are you reporting uh, KPIs? Um, and is there any bad uh, news out, out there that Ecovaris finds and, and that possibly deducts uh, points for that? So they do a media analysis as well, if, if I hear correctly then. Exactly, yes. And that ha can actually have quite a big impact on, on the score. 
um, especially if there are severe findings, um, you could even be, yeah, not get an Ecovadis metal. Um, wow, wow. I see you nodding, uh, Lena. So, so the media analysis is a very big part or an important part then? Do we have some, some experiences with that already or? Yeah, we have uh, we had some clients that had uh, point deductions because of the media analysis, especially if you see then the link between um, a risk found in the media analysis or like, uh, yeah, an evidence for a certain risk. So for think for example about um, risks of um, insufficient health and safety measures for your workers. And then on the other hand, and not having, for example, a uh, certificate uh, for that, and then uh, having several uh, accidents at that site, which comes up in the media analysis, then you get uh, reduction of points, but it also really shows that there is a risk, yeah, um, yeah. which yeah should be managed, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good point. And that can, uh, as Olivier just said, can have an impact on um, being able to uh, participate in a tender process, for example, if um, your buyer or your, your customer is um, requesting a certain certain score. So we really see now that um, there is a link between the yeah, account managing or account manager or client manager and sustainability um, that need to work more closely together in that yeah, 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 and that's that's closely related to a trend. Obviously, we see that that not only sustainability manager will can manage basically sustainability; they need others to, yeah. to manage the topic. And also, uh, the drivers come from different course, angles yeah. in the organization now. Yeah, yeah. So, Olivia, uh, you said uh, briefly said medals. So, so there's there's medals to be awarded for and, and that relate to a certain score then as well. Could you explain uh, what what the medals are and, and um, how they actually work? Yeah. So the Ecovadis awards medals based on on relative score. So across all companies assessed over all industries, uh, the top five percent receive uh, a gold medal, um, and then. There is uh, up to the top 50 that receive still, still a bronze medal. In, in 2020, the Ecovadis introduced a new medal, the platinum one, which is only for the top 1% uh, of the companies. And we see that the, these thresholds for the medals have been increasing over the last uh, years. And, but we, and we also see that companies really yeah, set targets based on the medals. Um, but it's obviously difficult because it's relative. So you you do not know how the overall sector and all companies that are assessed will perform in the future and do um, uh, the one say, say procuring the so, so the client uh, do they s set targets on the medals as well do ex they expect an increase in medals well, they usually expect an increase and an improvement so usually you see that once you have received your results um, that some clients will actually tell um, send you a message in the tool saying okay we see that you're not performing well on this aspect we want you to improve Usually it's not linked to medals, but more to, to points. So that they say, okay, in order to pr become a preferred supplier or to become a, a supplier of, of such volume, you need to have a you need to receive a, a certain point score. Um, I think specifically because of it being very relative. So, um, and yeah. I'm curious to see how this will develop, as I said, because companies are increasing. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. So the you need to do you need to do your best there. Yeah. I think that's also a strength of uh, Ecovadas to really push that that uh, improvement or yeah increase in sustainability performance. Yeah, and challenge companies to do yeah. more. Yeah. So um, talking about challenges, do you see typically parts of the questionnaire where where um, uh, where companies are challenging with it, to deliver data to understand data or the or the information? Um, if you look at the score itself, then you see that it's, this is usually sustainable procurement. But then again, um, usually that has not the highest weight for, for many industries. And you see that as a general trend that, that companies first focus on the internal operations and then only as a second step uh, also in their supply chain. So I think it's if you look at uh, the, the where they struggle with it, it really depends a bit on, on the type of companies. So for instance, international companies we see struggle uh, a lot with uh, labor and human rights, specifically the labor aspect because uh, HR is very often organized on a local, so country basis, and the laws and regulations still uh, differ much more um, on a country basis than, for instance, on, on environmental aspects. If you then look at family-owned businesses, there you really see that yeah, they usually do not report on sustainability externally, or, or they're very cautious to to share information in general and specifically on uh, sustainability so usually they have no no reporting so um usually to, to to solve that or to address that we propose them to start actually uh, writing a sustainability report that is used internally so to inform employees but also that can be shared with stakeholders that request it so for instance ecovaris but also when key clients are requesting information you can use that to share it without having to publish it directly uh, on your website and then you know to create awareness and later um, maybe publish it online and then a general uh, yeah, struggle is usually there's questions on, on what the coverage is of the actions so how many um, yeah, sites have done risk assessments and we see that companies really struggle to to prove their coverage that they report in assessment yeah, because there's not, they don't really have processes to to track that yet. Okay, okay, clear points and um, and good tip already. Um, if we look into uh, before wrapping up, uh, if we look into a best practice, if if I, I were to ask uh, you, Lena, a, a best practice, who who would that be? A recent one? Uh, I would say Corbion, who just received um, a platinum medal. They are performing very well on uh, their policies, also on their reporting, uh, also having science-based targets. Uh, so they are really doing a lot also along their own supply chain. Okay, good one, good one. We'll look that Maybe one if up. Maybe if I can add, um, yeah, I, I like to mention uh, Arda. Yep. Um, yeah, because of the, the code of conduct or policy that they have, which is very strong on environmental and ethic topics, but also how they have improve the reporting uh, on their website, for instance, to add additional information that is currently not covered in the sustainability report. And we've also heard that they got good feedback uh, from their clients because of that additional transparency that they've shown. Good, good one. So before we, uh, w before you finish, um, are there any good tips, two, three tips that you could uh, provide our listeners with? Um, Oli, you already provided some around uh, maybe issuing a sustainability report. Is, is there something else you can, can mention as a, as a good tip? 
Yeah, I, I actually prepared for that question because I heard you've, you've asked that uh, in the last podcast as well, and I think it's going to become your, your standard uh, unthinkable, final question. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what is very useful and what, what companies are not doing so far enough is to check all the information that is available on the Ecovadis platform because there it is very clear, okay, what are the expectations from Ecovadis? So for instance, on the policy aspect, they do not only expect policies, but also quantified targets. Usually, in reality, we see that these, yeah, these quant quantified targets are not part of a policy, but more of, for instance, sustainability strategy or report. So that this, for instance, is also added in the questionnaire, but it's also very clear what kind of risk category, so which topics um, has a Cavadis identified to be relevant for a specific uh, industry. And then they also have different uh, how-to guides on how to set up a policy, how to set up reporting, so that yeah, it really shows what what Ecovadis is uh, is expecting, and then in general um, for the ratings itself, yeah, try to not only look at Ecovadis but look at what other um, ratings do we actively participate, what w which uh, ones do we want to focus on, and set up yeah a roadmap to address gaps in all these ratings more or less together, so to actually have that more integrated into your strategic approach. Yeah, and, and maybe yeah. to add upon that, also get uh, relevant departments uh, involved. So get your internal stakeholders on board and really look together what are the planned actions, uh, what type of policies do you have, what type of documents are maybe there that you haven't considered, um, how can you also further uh, integrate that or place the responsibility of a certain section of the assessment um, within a certain department that has the expertise um, and make them yeah, responsible for that part as well, take ownership. Um, I think that's also a key, yeah, key factor. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. All right, guys, thanks for, um, for sharing your, your knowledge and your expertise on this. Um, thanks for your time. Uh, thank you, listeners, for listening in to this podcast on um, Walk the Talk on Sustainability. You can ex expect much more of us, so please stay, stay tuned. So we will be engaging with a client in one of those podcasts to see how they experienced Ecovadis uh, and how they uh, probably became a best practice. But, but you can expect, expect much more around science-based targeting and reporting as well. So please stay tuned and we'll uh, listen and speak again. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs>